Hi, this is A Smaller Life, a podcast hosted by me, Saskia de Feiter. I am a small business owner who wants to grow by going smaller and choose better to do better. Join me on my journey where I figure out how I can make my needlecraft business relevant in this era and in my personal life. Well, hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to A Smaller Life. Today, I have something exciting. As you might know or might not know, I write a bi-weekly email called The Bellwether. And in that email, I do whatever I damn well please, basically. Sometimes I just babble like I would on social media because I don't have any social media anymore. I kind of use my email list for that sometimes. I also use it to clear my thoughts or share my philosophies, sharing everything that I find that I think my readers think is interesting. It could be anything really. And Last time that I wrote it, it was last week, I just got in such a weird mood and listened to a couple of other podcasts and people with businesses and how they do things. And I was listening about somebody talking about generosity and how we as businesses really thrive on being generous and being ourselves and all that kind of thing. And that's always a difficult, difficult, difficult subject because being generous and giving everything away is not the same thing. And you really want to build this good connection with your potential customers, your readers, your listeners, your audience, whatever it may be. It's really important to me personally that I feel like this is my job. It's my chosen job. It's my homemade build job. But I want to do something that makes a difference. I want to do something that helps other people. And so... I want to offer them something that they need. And by being generous, I give them a little piece of what they can expect when they do choose to buy one of my services or products. And I think that's really important to to build a connection with people through giving things and giving information and showing who you are and There's different ways of going about it, but as I was in such a weird, weird mood, I don't know what was going on, um, I just basically went ahead and emailed my mailing list asking them to ask me for anything they need, answers to questions, tips and tricks, whatever, if it, it, it was okay if it was business or craft or even personal, I thought, let's just do this and see what happens. And um, what happens is that lots of people are shy because <laughs> I was totally ready to be working on this a whole week. Like I was ready to coach people and 
teach them new knitting skills or whatever, because you do not say something like that when you're not ready to do it. But because I have so much energy at the moment, I feel like I wanted to give. And I also, at the same time, wanted to find out what people really want and need. I ask that quite often in different ways. And this was one of the ways, I guess. It was very interesting because most questions that came back were about business. And some of them were the exact same question, like almost to the letter. There were two people that wrote the same sentence and it was amazing. And it showed me a little bit of who is reading my emails, who is following what I do. And lately I've been thinking about how to talk about what it is that I'm doing. It seems like it is still kind of unclear. And that is not surprising because I kind of work on different levels of the same building, I guess you would say. I host a community for crafters, makers, needle crafters, knitters specifically, but everyone's welcome. I host that community to build our conscious wardrobe together. What that means is that together we work through themes and topics and step by step slowly in our busy lives, you get challenges and we learn and actually do things and actually get things done so that we get closer to our handmade conscious wardrobe that bypasses the fast fashion industry because that's what is important to me, that we enjoy making our own clothes so that we do not have to buy crappy shit. And so that's one level of the building. And then another level is people decide that they want to start a business in their creative field of choice because they love it so much. They love their craft so much is usually why people start a business in craft. You have to be, I don't know, super talented, super rich, super smart, super well-connected to get rich building a business in craft fast. Because it's hard. It's really hard. But it's also very, very important. Because going back to bypassing that fashion industry, we cannot close our eyes anymore. I think we need to change the way we do things. And I know most of us want to. We just find it hard to find time or skills or information or even inspiration to actually get around to doing it. So that's why this whole community started. But we also need businesses that offer us conscious produced materials, fair trade, We want to support small businesses, local businesses, doing all of that to make sure that our textile crafting, the way we get our clothes, it could be done in such a loving, generous and conscious way. I know it's hard. I know it takes a lot of time to make everything yourself. And that's probably not realistic for most of us. But going into this community into this way of thinking where you are happy with less really also helps. So owning less, mending things, 
making things. And when you buy, buy it from brands and businesses that have values that match yours. That makes a big difference. And I don't think you could say like, it doesn't change a thing. I'm just one person. Doesn't fucking matter. We all have to get moving, get into action to change things. And I really believe that. And even if it doesn't help, at least you are doing something right. And also crafting and making and mending is something that is really good for you. It is really healthy for your mind, for your body even. So yeah, let's just move our priorities around and uh, push these things forward and choose and do things better. So yeah, so that's where I'm at. I'm in this building of conscious stuff, <laughs> doing the things and connecting the people. And there's business owners that want to learn how to be able to sustain their business because it's so hard to make a buck, you know? Then I want to connect those people that are interested in those materials with those business owners. And to me, that makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense because... It is the way it's supposed to be, right? I just get wound up about this because it's the way it's supposed to be. And it breaks my heart to see small businesses struggle. Ugh, I must be such a broken record to you. Okay, I'm going to skip. I'm going to skip to that email that I sent when I asked people to ask me anything and I would offer my best knowledge or the best tips that I can think of to help them out. So they were mostly businesses asking questions and I'm really happy about that because it's one of the things I love doing most, like sharing what I've learned in, I just did the math, it's 16 years of business now. I feel so old, 15 and a bit. And then I only started one business, but I changed and pivoted my business so much to adjust to what the customers needed, to adjust to the times, to adjust to anything and everything. I changed it so many times that it feels like I started about six businesses. And I find it very easy to answer questions of starting businesses because I've done it so many times. I thought it was a great idea to not just leave it at answering those emails, but also record this podcast for those that also need that information. I can truly, honestly relate to that feeling of, okay, so what's next? You get nervously excited, excitedly nervous. When you think about starting a business, you have all these questions in your head, where to start, what to do. Things feel huge. It's almost like when you were a teenager and you heard your parents talk about taxes or insurance and you're like, oh no, what if I grow up and I don't understand these things? I don't know how it works. I remember how that felt and I remember how it felt when I started my business. I know how you push things forward and wait for a moment when you're ready. Like maybe I should just be a little bit more confident. Maybe I should start saving up some money. Maybe I should just like rearrange my room so I have somewhere to work. Maybe I should buy that closet where I can put the products. So you wait and you wait and you get more nervous and more nervous and you don't know where to start. Or you don't know what to do first and you have an inkling because you've heard of this chamber of commerce thing 
and it feels like a huge thing to do. And you've heard of taxes, also feels like an icky thing to do. You know, it's necessary, so, but where to start? It's really hard not to keep on going, listing more and more things that are important. But these are the most important ones at the level where you have finished the course or where you feel like, okay, I'm ready. I've got the skill level that I need to start selling my service or my product. And what's next? So obviously I'm in the Netherlands, I'm in Rotterdam and things around the world are a little bit different. So I kept it kind of broad But in the show notes, I will share some links to places and spaces that people in the Netherlands can use. And let's start with the first step. This is the fun part. Daydream and brainstorm. When you first start a new business, it is very important and also very fun to daydream about what your business will look like. Quite literally. What space will you be in? What will you be wearing? Who are your customers? What will your products look like? What does your service look like? Who are the types of people you're talking to? What makes you happy? Will you be working full-time, part-time? Think of all the details, all the little, little details that you can think of in building an image of your business for the future. Because when you have an image of something that you want, it's easier to get it. I mean, there's lots of theories going on. I'm not going to get into that. But at the lowest, lowest level, it will help you to make another step forward. If you know what the feeling is that you want, what it looks like, If you know what kind of things you want surrounding you, what kind of people, that will make it easier to go through the following steps. Journal about it. If you meditate, meditate about it. If you love Pinterest, then by all means, make a billion boards of colors you love, quotes you like, people that you find inspirational. All of the things and do not make it into a huge have to. It's play. You are now playing and thinking and dreaming of everything it can be. So when you feel like you're going a little wild, when you feel like there's voices talking to you, it should be more of a pinkish gray, then you've gone too far. This needs to be fun and playful to just give you a sense of where you want to go. Now, for some people, images work really well. For other people, it is language. So journaling about the future you see for yourself as a business owner really, really helps to make things clear. For me, when I do longhand journaling, I try not to be strict to myself. So I write longhand. I do not stop myself. I do not correct myself. I just pour out my thoughts. Like nobody's going to read them. They don't even have to be clear to me. Uh, just get it out. And you will see how it will kind of lift 
fogs and give you more clarity on what you need and what you want. I do this every morning if I can help it. And I do it for about 30 minutes and almost every single time I get something from that practice. So for your business, for your starting, do this for, let's say, an hour, just one hour of writing and one hour of Pinterest boarding. Pinteresting. It's very Pinteresting. You know what I mean. Just have fun with it, like two hours in total, and then move on to part two. If you want to build or grow your business in textile crafts, why don't you join our online community for the small monthly contribution of only 10 euros, which is basically $10-ish. You get to hang out, learn from, and share your business and your personal craft journey with all the lovely people there. Support the podcast at the same time, and you get everything wrapped into one loving package. I would love to welcome you there. Go to patternshift.fm and click community. And while you're there, sign up for our emails so you'll never miss a thing. Making it official, the practical parts. I talked about it before, going to the Chamber of Commerce feels like a big thing. And when is it even necessary? So in the Netherlands, we have something that's called the Kleine Ondernemersregeling, which is basically the Small Business Owners Regulation or something like that. I don't really know what it is in another country. But um, when you don't expect to earn more than 20,000 euros in a year, you can take advantage of these regulations. And it means that you don't have to ask your customers to pay you taxes and you don't have to pay tax in return. There is still a lot to come, but I just wanted to step in and let you know that I've made you something special. So when you finish listening to this episode, you go right over to ya-vol.com slash pages slash fundamental because I've made you four fundamental steps for starting small businesses. A PDF file that's full of information I wish I knew when I just started my business. So listen to the episode, go over to the website, download it, then make lots of money and do good things in the world. Good luck! So it's really worth going to the website of the Chamber of Commerce and finding out if there is a regulation like that for you. Because usually when you start your business, you will probably not earn a lot of money right away. I mean, I hope you do. I really do. But usually you don't. So it can really help to take the edge of things and you might not even need to register at the Chamber of Commerce quite yet. You probably do when you want to rent a space, when you want to get a loan. For things like that, you need a registration. So you basically have to find out 
through the website of the Chamber of Commerce and through some homework. There's no way around it. I'm not going to make it super easy for you. I'm just going to give you this basic information. (laughs) And depending on the kind of business that you're starting, you might or might not need to register right away. It's the same thing with your VAT number. If you have to apply for a VAT number, the same rule applies. If you are a very, very small business, you can hold on a little while longer before you start doing that and just start slowly running your business and then in time you'll get to that point. Now, a business bank account. That is something I would definitely, from the early beginning of your business, right away start with your own personal business bank account. And also, while you're at it, also just add a savings account because you want to keep everything clear together you want to know what money goes into your business and just keep it separated from everything else what i did was i took 300 euros of my own money put it on a business account and started with that and i had a partner that had an income so in the beginning i could start saving and then saving saving some more and then investing a little bit saving some more but that's different for everybody like some people will need a loan other people have a different approach but what i would say in any case have your own business account with your savings account attached to it and start saving for when you do need to start paying taxes you don't want that to come as a surprise. So yeah, definitely do that. And if you start working with people abroad, when you sell things in other countries, it can be very handy to have a PayPal account and a credit card. In the Netherlands, people usually use their debit cards. We do not often use credit cards. And there's a lot of people that don't even own credit cards. And I know that's very different in countries like the United States. So it's really good to have that in in the back of your mind. Where are you going to do business and how do people pay in those areas? It's super easy to open a bank account. It's just a matter of going. Um, You may want to do some research if you want to find a bank that matches your values. I didn't do that at the beginning, but I changed to another bank later when I found out that there was a bank that matched my values much more. So I changed it over. So yeah, you just want to do a Google search and compare business accounts. If you don't have a lot of money to start off with, there's different prices but it's not a big difference usually so do not like overthink it absolutely do not overthink it just open the account (laughs) all right so those are the practical things that most people worry about as you can hear from what i'm saying it's not a huge big deal it's like just go to the website and click some buttons and read some text and it is what it is it feels huge but it really isn't like click click the button all right number three communicate this is the essential part of first starting your business communication is so important and when you grow your business you will start to look into branding and marketing and all that kind of thing but right at the beginning we'll just call it communication right keeping it easy so 
you'll need a website, most probably. Unless you start cutting hair from your neighbors, then probably it's fine. You will just have a few neighbors and that's it and you don't need a website. But usually you do need a website and it has never been easier than today. The intuitive drag and drop options of today's websites platforms are so easy to use and you should just give it a go. I Personally, I love it. I mean, I love playing with websites and I actually, this is like inside information, I once was looking for a pedicure that used animal-friendly products and I found her website and I thought it was so bad. Like, it was it was not even ugly, but it just didn't really communicate and it had so much potential. So, just for fun, I tried out a new website platform that I hadn't used before And within eight hours, I had built her a whole new website. Um, When I went to her to get my pedicure, I showed it to her and she was kind of weirded out. But um, yeah, I can build you a site in eight hours. So it'll cost you though. (laughs) But you can do it yourself. You can definitely do it yourself. But when you don't like to do it, and if you do have a little bit of a starting budget then you can ask somebody else to do it for you. No shame in that. Just figure out what you want to communicate. So the basic things, who are you talking to? What is your offer? And how can they get it from you? Those three things should be above the fold on your website. So above the fold means before you start scrolling, people should have been able to scan all of those three things quickly. Another thing I want to offer on communication and using of tools and platforms is from the beginning, please focus on tools that are yours. You've heard me talk about social media. I'm not a huge big fan. I am not completely against it either. I see how it can really help you and really work. But I would strongly suggest that you focus on tools that are yours, like your website, but also building an email list. Finding emails and asking for people's emails on events, on your website, in your email autograph, all those places. Start building a list because that list is yours. It will not change. It will not suddenly become paid. And you can offer any information to your followers and your subscribers that you want. Social media is kind of fleeting. So what that does is people scan and they click a little heart, people move on to the next thing so fast. So if you are in their email boxes, in their mailboxes, you will have their attention for a longer period of time. What people usually don't think about is that you can actually ask people to reply to your email and start a conversation, a real conversation with email, with text, with actual connection. So I'm all for real connection. Rather having real connection with a few people, a few sounds like three, a little bit more than that, than having lots of people that kind of scan your stuff and then are gone to the next thing. So about communication. Let's say you offer a service. You can start by offering that service to friends and family. 
There's lots of things you can do, but all of that information goes into something I will talk to you about later. But one of the things you can do is start with friends and family and then have them review your service and use that review on your website, in your email autograph, short review, wherever you can, and just talk to people in real life and online and use their reviews to find more people. Don't be shy though. Just ask them to share their experience with others because you need their word of mouth advertisement. You can just say, I just started out, I really need your help and ask people if they are happy with what you've offered, whether it be a product or a service, they would be happy to share it and try to make it really easy for them to share that information. And then... Number four, take action, be imperfect. Okay, guys, actually, forget everything I said before. This is the only thing that really, really matters. This is why I'm still in business after peaks and valleys and and changes and everything. Because taking action, actually doing something, is how you go forward. It sounds really simple, but it's really hard for a lot of people. So going back to those nerves, for me, at this moment, that same feeling that I got from beginning a business, every time I wanted to start something new, every blog post that I wrote with a crazy idea, every single new product that I launched, I felt those nerves, but slowly the nerves went from kind of nauseousness to excitement. It's the exact same feeling, but I I just kind of gave it new meaning through time. So every time I now do something new, I feel those same nerves, but they are excitement nerves because I know it will bring me somewhere. I know it will offer me new perspectives. I know there's only one way to find out if something works, And that is to try it. And do not try it in this old perfectionism style. Perfectionism is so last year. We cannot do that anymore. It's unhealthy. It is annoying. I'm sorry. Perfectionism is annoying because I'm looking at people being all perfectionists, not going anywhere, and they are just wasting time because the only thing you need to do is just to bloody freaking do it. I know it's hard, but I'm just going to be really blunt here. If you want to own a business, you have to be able to do that. You cannot wait things out. You've seen how the world can change in a few days, a few weeks, and you have to react to it. If you have a business, you have to pivot. You have to think about how I'm going to deal with this right now and how am I going to survive as a business. I've been there I have started right at the bottom again, except for all the experience that that I have right now. But COVID and some other things have made me start all over again. And I had to be able to take in a deep breath and just move forward. And moving is only done when you take a step. So lots of tough love on this one. The most important thing is to just bloody do it. And do it messy, do it ugly, do it imperfect, do it sometimes annoyingly, but just do them. 
It is why I sometimes send out the bellwether and I know there's probably some mistakes in there. I know my grammar is not all that, but we are not in school. We are communicating. We are sending out messages to people that are like us. And if my customers are like me, they'll understand. If they are super anal Karens, <laughs> I don't know if I want them as my customer. Sorry, super anal Karens. It's going to be like that because if I do not do it messy, it doesn't get done at all. Same as recording this podcast. It took quite some years to get there. It actually took a lot of social media presence before I was able to record a podcast and to listen to my own voice. And I think this is my second solo or third one. And I still feel really, really, really weird talking into the void. Sometimes I have to pause and I can hear my own breathing and it's weird and gross and um, I still do it because I love it and I think it's necessary and I decided I don't want to be on social media. So this is my way of reaching a new audience. And hello there, if you're new, if you're listening for the first time. Sorry if I'm being rude and giving you tough love on your first visit, but um, there's more of that probably in the future. So if you're my person, you'll come back and you will not mind. And if you're an anal Karen, I wish you a happy life. And I wish you lots of massages and meditation and journaling until you can relax and allow yourself to make some mistakes and to just be your imperfect and gorgeous self. So everyone that's starting a business, you have two days to go through these three steps and take imperfect action. I wish you booming business. I wish you the best customers that never complain. And I wish you everything you need and want from life. Thanks for listening, everybody. That was fun. I hope you liked it. And whenever you are ready to take that next step into your business, if you're ready to level up, but you have a hard time to dive into things like branding, goal setting and planning, and you feel like you go into your business or behind your desk and you're like constantly fixing problems and not moving forward, then, my dear business person, you are most welcome in the BBBC. Yes, you hit it right. That's the BBBC, the Building Better Businesses Circle, which is on the Yavol community. And it's a, a super secret room. It's actually not that secret, but it's a separate room for business owners that go through this step-by-step -step process of figuring out all these things that you need to know in a way that makes your business sustainable in different meanings, like in different ways than just the one sustainable green piece, save the earth kind of way, sustainable for yourself, in a way that you can do the things, feel in control, you can choose what's important and focus on what needs doing. I promise you, when you are in this group, you will get accountability from like-minded business owners and you will find the time to do it. 
because I have people in that group right now that used to be super, super overflowing with things to do all the time and they now make time to work on these topics and they make their business better. So if you want to join, we have some spots available. We are in a circle of a year, but you can come in and see all the information that we've worked through and you can step into where we are right now and enjoy the very, very cheap price that we have right now because this is our first cohort. This is not like a sales thing, but it kind of is, but I want to be transparent about it. So because this is the first group, we're kind of figuring things out together. So as I said before, we're taking messy action together and building this step-by-step plan that really helps small businesses. That's why it is at the price that it is right now. When we finish the year in a couple of months, then I will start reviewing everything that we've done and kind of leveling up the whole thing. So it will be a little bit more expensive after that. So if you feel like you want to try this for a couple of months or even just a month, you can. Just go to community.ja-wol.com and you can find your way to the BBBC. Try to say it fast. BBBC. BBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBB